Welcome to The Real Deal Podcast, where we talk to Indiana music professionals about their careers who have been very successful, or as we call them, The Real Deal. My name is Rick Granlund. I'm the Director of Bands and Performing Arts Department Chair at North Central High School in Indianapolis, Indiana. Today, we welcome Mr. John T. Wilson, retired Director of Bands from North Putnam High School. Well, we're here with John T. Wilson, and uh, thanks for having us here in your home. It's been it's really nice of you, so... How are you doing today? Good. 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 Um, I've known you for a while now, and I first met you back in Delphi uh, when I was a band director there, and you were on the Pages crew coming out to help. So right. My wife and I, and um, and uh, you ended up at the Pizza Hut in Delphi, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. And then since then, it's been fun bumping into you at all the ISMA events and mm-hmm. those things. So, and How long have you lived here in Rochdale? Uh Came here in 54. 54. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, as we gave you in the notes, we kind of format this like a basketball game. So mm-hmm. we're breaking it up in four quarters and have a halftime where you get to talk about some music. So uh, are you ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. So um, first quarter is uh, where did you grow up? Evansville. Evansville. Right. And what was Evansville like? Hot. Hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great place. I enjoyed Actually, I lived on the six blocks from my elementary building and six blocks from my high school and six blocks from college. So, consequently, my dad didn't think I needed a car. (laughs) (laughs) So you just could walk in any direction to school. I guess there was one direction. There wasn't one, I guess. Is that how that was? There were three schools. Three schools, yeah, different different directions. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what point in time growing up did you get to start making music? I must have been in the fourth grade, either fourth or fifth grade. And uh, my grandfather, my mama's dad, was in the First World War. And uh, when he was over in Paris, he was a musician himself, played different instruments. And he found a Besson trumpet over in Paris and bought it and not realizing that I would want to play it but he bought it and uh, when I got interested in band he gave it to me so fourth or fifth grade I believe it was so did he play that in the service or played it as a hobby no 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 he just just bought it yeah you still have the horn yeah that's that's really special. That's a pretty wonderful thing. Right. And so, um, what grade was that again? Fourth, 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 fourth grade. grade. And what was band like? Was it every day, or was it in small groups, or how? Um, we had a elementary building. It was kind of avant-garde. Uh, it was kind of a showpiece, I would say, for the schools in Evansville. Um, I can remember an elaborate kindergarten with uh, a pool of tad, tadpoles. And they had a very, quite elaborate shop area with uh, woodworking and metalworking and 
um, we had band, I think it was three days a week, and orchestra was also, I was able to be in the orchestra and band, and of course we had a choral program too, I was involved in singing there. Um, and who, who was the director? Claude B. Smith. Claude B. Smith. Claude B. Smith. Um, he, he developed, wrote a methods book that was used pretty much in the country. S.Y.B. Smith, Claude Smith, Paul Yoder, and Harold Bachman. Harold Bachman was down in Florida. Okay. And of course, Paul Yoder here in Indiana. And it was a... Kind of a universally used book? Right. S.Y.B. S.Y.B. Is it kind of like the... the um, Rubank book? Rubank, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, very much like Rubank. Wow. Yeah. It, uh, but you had the compo one of the composers teaching your class, so he wrote right. book well, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you remember of him? What was, what was he like? Well, he's very personable. Um, he later on became, after when I got in high school, <clears throat> he became the music supervisor for the Evansville system. Didn't teach after that, but he was supervising. And, uh, of course, we had four or five high schools and elementary buildings, and he was in charge of the whole thing. Very well organized. So the band was a strong, strong Very program. strong, yeah. And Very. so did you then move on to like a junior high situation after that? Or no, it was, it was grades one through eight. Oh, in that building. So you yeah. had him all the way through eighth all grade. All eighth grade, right. And so quite a good band program. Yes, very and then, good. And then what What high school did you end up going to? Went to Bossy. Um, can't remember how many elementary buildings fed into that. Five, five or six, I believe. And uh, Bossy High School was, out of the five high schools in town, Bossy High School music program was stronger than any of the others. And, uh, and who was the director? Larry Johnston. He uh, came from, he was from Columbia City. He was band director of Columbia City. But uh, he came to us, came to Bossy right after the, being in the service. So he was... Uh, like World War II, I assume? Yes. Very, very much of us. Disciplinarian, strong, strong disciplinarian. He's an excellent, excellent teacher. Um, was his service like in the like the as a not as a musician but as a soldier, like fighting or, or in the? No, I think it was music. Musician. I think it was. I, I believe I'm, I may be wrong on that, but I think it was. He was in the band programs. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Right. <clears throat> but he was. And was he there all four years? Right. What was he? And he was disciplinarian. Uh, yes, very friendly and very strong disciplinarian. Um, very creative, and um, he wrote several textbooks on marching band. Um, also, during my career in high school, he invented the flip folder. We all use all the oh, 
Uh, you know, told much of yeah, the liar foot foot four. In fact, when he developed it and got it patented, he had me go down to a photography office place in Green in Evansville, and I took a picture of my hands and my trumpet and the folder, and he used that all over. Make it. I think he finally sold that to Carl Fisher up in Chicago, and uh, years after I'd see photographs of my hands. In the, <laughs> do you in still the have that too? Do you have a picture of that? Or yeah? No, I don't. I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna find one of those for you. We're gonna <laughs> scour the internet. Well, so you had a career in modeling, so that's good. Yeah, right. So, so um, it sounds like he was a, really an innovator too. And yeah, he was, and his problem solver and marching, marching band and halftime shows were something to behold. He, um, I can remember we, that was back in the days of show, picture shows as far as theme, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember we made a paddle boat one time and moved it down the field and the paddle wheel was going around mm-hmm. and it was the uh, anyway he also developed cap lights that uh, we put in our shakos where the plume goes on instead of putting plume there we put the cap light in there mm-hmm. and there was about this long and we turn those on, of course, and light. So, and then he he also had different color plastic tips that we slip on, mm-hmm. so you could have three or four different colors. <laughs> and the wow. Christmas shows were great. And I know I used those because when I first came to Nobles to uh, Rochdale here, one of the questions I asked if they had football. Of course, they did not have football, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. But at any rate, we marched on the basketball floor, and uh, which was pretty unique. And I'd use the, I used the cap lights. Wow. With the crowd around here had never seen those before, so they were all excited about that. So when you were sitting in the Hoosier Dome in the 80s and Ben Davis did the flash cubes, did you go, ah... <laughs> I did that. Been there, yeah, been there, <laughs> call, call Ben Davis and go, hey. <laughs> wow, that's that's really cool. So the program sounds like it was very innovative and very involved. Yeah, it was, and, yeah. And actually the concert bands were... Concert band was outstanding, yeah. We're, uh, and we played, and I was having to think of, we played Universal Judgment. I don't know if that rings a bell to you or not, but... Oh, yeah. It was a very technical number. And, and we're, we're, tell me his name again. I forget what you said. Larry Johnston. Larry Johnston. Johnston, yeah. Okay. Wow. And and so when you were going through it, any sort of like performances you remember, like going anywhere on trips or like contests or things like that that were unique? Our supervisor, Claude Smith, for some reason had... A thing about contests. We never ever went to contests. Of course, Isma was still, I mean, was strong then, but uh, then none of the schools now, they since have started 
letting allow it now, but they, back then they didn't allow any contests. And of course, during the during the war, let's see, I was in high school from forty-six to fifty. So we we travel to um, play at football games sometimes, Owensboro and some of the cities in southern Indiana. But uh, as far as any trips, we didn't take any trips at all. But still just a lot of great memories, it sounds like, and a yeah. really strong program. At, at what point did you start considering to be a teacher, or did you consider other things along the way, or what was your thoughts there? I think it must have been about a junior in high school when I decided I wanted to go into teaching. I'm sure that's what it was. And was it music right away, or was it just teaching in general? No, music. music. Yeah. 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 And that was just a kind of a you you knew, and that was no 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 sense in uh, considering other things at that point. You were right. pretty set. Yeah, well, that's cool. Well, it sounds like you just had a wonderful childhood and like teenage years going through all in Evansville. Sounds like it was yeah. a great place to be. Um, well, that's cool. Well, so that takes us through the first quarter. So the second quarter is about college and early <laughs> career. So how did you? Uh, make those decisions and plans how did you end up with where you decided to go did you did you look elsewhere how did that process work must have been last year or two of elementary school Uh, my mom and dad i didn't have any siblings and uh we had been on a trip to florida and uh, went down to Miami, and I fell in love with Coral Gables, University of Miami, and uh, thought that was such a cool place. So I had that in the back of my mind. And in fact, I think I even wrote a letter down there and got information on the college. But of course, that cost cost me prohibitive down there. Well, that's and, a lot like Rochdale. So I yeah. can see where you were. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> attracted to that, right? Oh. And then I had, uh, I say, the band back in the high school days, we didn't participate in contests, but we did solo an ensemble. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, in fact, I remember walking over to Evansville College, that's where the, the uh, contests were held then. And uh, I think they had three district and semifinals finals and uh, the district was always at Evansville semifinals was at Indiana State and uh, finals would be over in Indianapolis someplace Butler I guess was anyway um, I remember walking from my house to the on Saturdays to the district contest at Evansville College so anyway uh, at the uh, semifinals, I guess it was it might have been the state there. Anyway, it was Indiana Indiana State University, and the uh, I can't remember the name of the director. And, but anyway, he would 
had heard me at con judging me at the contest and talked to me later on afterwards, which was probably not according to ISMA policy, but anyway, he encouraged me to got my name and address and so forth and sent me literature and finally ended up getting offering me a scholarship at Indiana State. But I also had gotten a scholarship at Evansville and uh, it was only six blocks away. So financially that was where I decided to go. So did you live at home then? Yeah, I lived at home. Yeah, back then at Evansville College didn't have it had no dormitories. It was all everybody lived off campus. Mm -hmm. And so you ended up there, and I'm, I'm assuming we're very happy there. What was Evansville College, like uh, music ensembles and the school music like when you arrived? Well, we're Wes, Wes and Margaret Shepard were co, they were of course married, and they were co-directors of the, of the music department. Wes was the, Wesley Shepard was the band, and Margaret Shepard was the choir. And I was in both those ensembles, and also was in the Evansville Philharmonic Orchestra, which was rehearsed there at the college. And their director was Minas, Minas Christian, Christensen, Christensen, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was fortunate to play all four years in the Evansville Philharmonic Orchestra, and the band was very, very fine. I was very, very pleased with uh, the ensembles. And who conducted the band that you were in? Wes Shepard. Wes Shepard. Wes Shepard. Yeah. And uh, so they ran a really nice program. Yes, they did. And she, choir was very outstanding too. Any certain things happen or certain performances stick out in your mind from that time or just a lot of great experiences? Well, I'm trying to think. We <clears throat> band and the choir each would take a tour in the spring. Like the area school, schools area, and yeah, we'd colleges. Travel down to The choirs hang up at uh, the uh, Methodist Church in Indianapolis. Okay, yeah. Um, is it Robert Parks? Is there yeah, Robert Park, yeah. Yeah, I remember mean, we. Mass Ave. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was. And. Uh, so they definitely had some great performances throughout. All right. And as far as uh, student teaching. Where did your student teach, and what was the band director? Uh, Paul Jones was the one of the elementary schools that I super taught did student teaching with him, and then my high school experience was at Central High School with Burnell Smith, and also Bossy with Larry Johnson. So I was three three different okay. directors. It was. Good experience. So Central, you did some band there, you said? And, and what was what was that like for your student teaching? Well, band program was not near as strong, of course, as a bossy. Mm -hmm. But I uh, had an opportunity to 
experienced a lot of different levels. And, uh, of course, with Bossy, I was familiar with what his systems. The elementary, I really enjoyed. Paul Jones was outstanding, outstanding director. Well, that's great. And so were you, was it four years for your undergrad then? Yes. You finished up? And so um, your job hunt, how, how did that work out for you when you were finishing up and looking towards that? Well, I had, had three job offers. One was Claude Smith at Evansville. And uh, I decided that I didn't want, he ran a real tight ship um, as far as his supervision. He expected everybody teaching to be on, in the middle of October, to be on page 19 in the SYB book and so forth. Um, I, I wanted to be out on my own and do my own thing, and I wanted to experience of high school and elementary both. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't there. I just with the elementary building was all I would offer to there. And then also was given a job at Wageville. Wageville was a town. Oh, maybe. 10 or 12 miles from Evansville. It later became North Posey sort of consolidation. Okay. But uh, it was a job similar to what when Rochelle was elementary and high school both. And uh, one of my friends lived in Princeton. It was one of my college friends, music department. And his dad ran an elevator it was owned by a guy that lived in Rochelle. And Rochelle director was leaving. So they had, he told, he knew that the guy's son in, in Princeton was in music, in music school. So he told him about the job. And the guy told me that there was a job offer, job available at North Putnam, or Rochdale, I mean. So I got the map out. I couldn't believe Rochdale even existed. <laughs> and after a while, I found it on the map. <laughs> anyway. People drove, now don't know what that's like. To, right. like. to like, you know, you can't go to the internet and just type in. and oh, yeah, You right. have to look for the town on the back of the map, and then right. find it's like I-7 yep. or something like that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So, so anyway, it. I drove up here and... and was offered the job and so then I decided that's what I wanted to do. Well, that sounds like it worked out well for you. It worked out real well, yeah. Well, before we go to the next part, I thought it'd be fun to ask you some questions about um, teaching at that time. It's changed a little bit, I think, but it hasn't changed in a lot of, in some ways too. I think there's some things that are still. Well, back then we didn't have to worry about social distancing. That's true, (laughs) social distancing. Goodness sake. um, the, the, some of the conveniences that we have now with, you know, we find a song on, can be on our phone and look up the song and hear the song and look at the score and, um, yeah, just, just getting, finding good music. Like, well, how did you, well, about that? 
first of all, as far as teaching in general, um, I had grades 1 through 12, vocal and instrumental. So I can remember sitting in methods classes in college and being upset that I had to take those general music, general classes. Mm -hmm. I, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to teach trumpet. <laughs> yeah. Trombone. Anyway, um, I often thought that for about 10 or 12 years I taught vocal grades 1 through 12. Mm -hmm. And I can remember teaching first grade general music and the teapot songs and all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, that was pretty much the challenge. But in addition to the, the general music classes and band classes, I had to, we had a rotation system where you would become a class sponsor of a freshman class and you'd follow until their senior class. Mm -hmm. So every four years you'd have another so that entailed directing the junior class play, directing the senior class play, putting out the annual um, oh, yeah. fundraising to, in the freshman year. You start with fundraising to accumulate enough money for the kids to go to New York in the senior year. And you had to be in charge of all that fundraising which was a help later on in band with selling cheese and sausage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I had all that uh, extra requirements going on the class play or directing class plays and going on the senior trips to Washington, D.C. and or New York. Sometimes we did both. Mm -hmm. um, so that was... And that was before ECA schedule. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, and there's no extra stipend. For right, no, no extra. So anyway, but um, the teaching itself was, as far as your question you asked about music, when I first came to Rochdale, I never will forget this. I, of course, we had a pep band. <clears throat> and in Rochdale, it was the pep band was the whole band it wasn't in North Putnam. It was smaller because I had quite a few more people. But anyway, I looked in the file the first week and found the Rochdale School Song, RHS. And I looked at it, and it was exactly the same song that we had at Evansville College. Exactly. And... They, they claimed it was a original song for Rochelle. Somebody's written it. Well, they just plagiarized it. Anyway, I called Wes Shepard and asked him if I could, because the, the parts were so poor, the arrangement, arrangement was really poor. So I got, he sent me up the copies of the Rochelle, of the Evansville College song, and I made copies of it for the, there's, and still use all the kids use that all through the years. And I remember the mimeograph machine that was back before we had the Xerox 
copy machines. Yeah. And you make copies on. You write them, write them off, and put them on this tubular thing. Run them off by hand, and then they come out wet, and you have to lay them all out on tables <laughs> yeah. till they dry. They had a certain smell to them too. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> it was. So anyway, as far as getting music, I the publishing companies put out LP records. You know the LPs. Yeah. In folders, and they would send them out to us. No charge, and I would listen to them and get ideas. And then every year I would go up in the summer. I would try to pick music for the whole year, and I'd go up to Carl Fisher's with a list of things I wanted, and uh, also listen to some other things up there, and get and uh, all the band music. So you drive you drive to Chicago? Yeah. For that? Did they no, have no, a they train? A, a train. Sometimes take sometimes take a train. Covers of Amtrak ran from Indianapolis up to Chicago. Gotcha. But I usually drive up. And when you went to Carl Fisher back then, did they to listen? To, did they have like record players there you could listen to them too? And like, how did you listen to them there? No, it was just a desk, just a counter. Okay. I'd go in and I'd have already, I'd listen to the records at home. Oh, at home. Come up okay. with, yeah, and gotcha. make a list of what I wanted. Um, that was an interesting store, and I went to that. I mean, it's closed now, but that was open for a long time. Yeah, it was. The different floors and the. Right, it was. Yeah. And then Solon Ensemble was unique. Pages Music were started in Terre Haute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Uh, I'd go there, and I didn't deal with them most, except so long sometimes, and I'd go on a Saturday and go down the basement where the soul ensemble files were and pull things out and sit on the floor, and there'd be 10 or 12 of us sitting on the floor picking out soul ensemble music. <laughs> Crazy. I had a good social time, too. Yeah. So. That's cool. I was talking to Don Robertson, and he said that um, that Pages was really innovative, and they, they had, there was some, I don't know the person's name, but they would actually load up their car with music and drive mm-hmm. and uh, kind of go to different parts of the state and call right. the band directors, and they'd go to like a right. hotel room and look at music. I don't know if that, you encountered that or not. Yes, I did. I can't remember the name of the guy. Um, Nick, Nick, Nick Naylor, Naylor. Oh, Dick Naylor. Dick Naylor, Dick, Dick Naylor. Naylor. Yeah, Dick Naylor. Heard that name before. Yeah. Um, he, he used to work up at, uh, uh, out of Chicago. Was it, was it Cole Fisher? Was it Lions, maybe? Or Lions? Lions, Lions. Was it Lions? That's okay. where he worked for Lions, huh. Lions Music Store before he went to Pages. And uh, I dealt with Kersey's Music Store. That's another story. But uh, when I got to North Putnam and Kersey finally retired, I started working with Pages. And um, Randy Kaler was my road man. Mm-hmm. And the, but 
before for a while, Rick, Nick, Nick, and this Nick Taylor, Naylor, Naylor, right? Yeah. Anyway, when he called on me, he'd come in every once in a while when he was with Lions, try to get my business. And of course, I stayed there with Kersey. But when he called on me finally at, uh, when he was at Pages, He'd come down walking down the hall and, hey, John Wilson, the oldest living band director in the state of Indiana. <laughs> I can still hear, still hear him yell on that. Oh, boy. Well, it sounds like you had a great relationship with the music stores and, yeah. and lots of good people. Um, and let's talk about grad school a little bit as well how did that i mean it was different than you had to get your masters in a certain amount of time and yeah so how did you do that well how it must have been must have been in 56 i started teaching in 54 and i think it must have been 1956 i decided i better start my master's program and uh so i went out of Audition down at IU and was accepted. And uh, so I went one summer at IU in 56, 57, yeah, 56. Got married in 57. And in 58, yeah, 58, I went to Noblesville one year and uh, when I got to Noblesville I didn't I was very happy at IU but um, it didn't make sense when I could drive to Butler Arthur Jordan actually um, so I transferred my the, Butler took all the credits from uh, IU, so I transferred to IU to uh, Butler, and at that time it was the music was at Arthur Jordan on Delaware, which is where I went. Who were the teachers that you had at Arthur Jordan at the time? Well, I missed Nilo Hovey by one year. Uh, that's been a very so anyway I <coughs> missed Nilo Hovey but John Colburn came in and took Nilo's job but uh, I was fortunate enough to have Nilo come back and do some workshops and uh, he was an awesome awesome man did, did he went to Concel just Con right was that? Did he go up to Elkhart? I yes, believe, I think he did. Yeah. yeah. At the time, so he came down to your school and did some workshops. No, no, at Butler. Oh, at Butler. Butler, okay. yeah. Gotcha. But then uh, <coughs> Charlie Hensley was a uh, fine. He was did taught percussion, and then later on became the dean or the head honcho mm -hmm. there and I had re great respect for him and Michael Crone who was at Wisconsin 
Mike Patron was my trumpet teacher in grad school. So yeah, they were really great experience there too. Sounds yes, like. yeah, very good. some very kind of legendary names in right. the profession. Well, great. Well, so that takes us to halftime, which has been is a fun one because we get to talk a little bit about music and maybe your favorite piece or two. So, is there a tune that comes to mind? Is something that you really enjoyed either playing yourself or working on with your bands? Or well, I guess I'd have to say the whole whole Gustav whole suite in E flat. I think it was the first suite. Mm-hmm. I think it was for military band. I think is what in the title of it. But yeah, that whole suite in E flat was uh, kind of a war horse. I enjoyed playing it myself, and uh, certainly was a challenge. I had a few bands in North Putnam that could handle it, and so I enjoyed enjoyed that. That is a wonderful piece. It sure yeah. is. And so. Um, so you got to perform it as a as a student growing up in mm-hmm. Evansville, and then with your own bands. Like, right, that's cool. Do you have a favorite movement of the of the three? Oh, I guess probably the march. March third, third, third movement. Yeah, that's cool. Well, when you play trumpet, so there's some really good trumpet stuff in right. this. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a great piece. Like you, you, you share that love with many, many band directors. <laughs> We actually just played that this year. So Did you? Good, yeah. good. Awesome. Well, great. So third quarter is Rochdale. So you, you talked about how you found about out about the job, and mm-hmm. we already talked a little bit about your duties of band director, class sponsor, um, everything under the sun, it seems. Um, what was it like when you moved here? What was it like coming here when you first Well, came? it was pretty much a cultural shock. <laughs> From Evansville up here. Um, I remember. I mean, Evansville at that time, I mean, still, I mean, it's a, it's a you know, thriving right. city. I think Evansville at that time and probably still is the third largest city in the state. Mm-hmm. And then you have South Bend and then Evansville, I think. Maybe Fort Wayne, I don't know. But anyway. Um, it's a culture shock to begin with. Yes, I remember when my in the interview time when I was hired came up same day I came up for an interview I was hired that day and I remember sitting in the principal's house here in Rochdale and asking if he could recommend a place where I could get a room apartment or something and said well need to go down to the hotel. Well, and as soon as he said that, I pictured a hotel like we got in Evansville, seven or eight stories tall, and covered a half a block, you know, and, uh, very expensive and so forth. So I looked at him as soon as he said hotel, and I took a second look at him, and I said, well, i try that for a while and see if then I'll be looking for some place. So anyway, I went down to the hotel, and it's since closed, by the way. But uh, after the first day, I didn't even think about moving someplace else because I was 
they have we had room and board there were about seven of us that had room and board status and uh, I lived on the second floor my room was on the second floor and May Carpenter the lady that ran it would beat on the pipes with a fork or a knife I mean wake me up in the morning because the pipes came out of my room <laughs> and um, she pretty well adopted me and even asked my ideas of menu and what I thought they wanted to get for food that week. Anyway, she fed us and uh, that was a great, great experience. $15 a week for room and board. <laughs> so it was, it was a great, great experience. And I lived there three of the first three years and I got married, of course. And so it was a great place to live. It sounded like to start off. Yeah, it really was. And as far as the the school, you already talked about. You taught you taught everything music, right? And um, what was the program like when you when you got here? Well, it uh, the man had been here for four or five years, I think. Before I got here, and had had a fairly strong program. Uh, I don't think he had. Hey, I got involved in ISMA contests right away first year. And this, so you were part of the southern part of the state. So you're oh yes, the ISMA yeah. with one S. Yeah. Nisboba was up in the north. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Don Marchetto was secretary of ISMA, and he was band director of Greencastle, which was um, one of the outstanding things. Um, the superintendent of the county, they had a county, county-wide superintendent, and he lived in Rochdale. So I interviewed with him and the trustee. The school was run by a trustee. Um, I remember that the superintendent later on that year told me that Rochdale had the highest percentage of college graduates of any city town in the state. And um, I was so shocked at that and through the years have been shocked at that because it would not be true now but at that time it was um, there were a lot of a lot of culture in the town anyway it was the desire of the county superintendent that they get a countywide music festival going so I guess he tried it a few years before that and wasn't able to get off the ground. So he wanted to know if I'd be the point person and try to get that going. And that first year we did. And uh, we would, all the bands would come together on a, on a Friday 
and practice all day at Greencastle. And the choirs would do the same thing um, Yeah, they'd be practicing also. And then have a big concert that evening. Mm -hmm. And they were of course held in held in Greencastle. And that was it was great because the others we had I think there were nine nine high schools in this county. Nine. There are three now. Okay. Yeah. Um four I guess were in Greencastle. Yeah. Anyway, um most of the schools were very small. We had around 60, I think, in our band pretty much at the time. Um, well, some of them had 15 or 20, you know, real small. So it was a real treat for them to be able to come together. Yeah, for sure. So then we'd get college directors like Al Wright or um, come to get, be the guest conductor work with the kids all the mm -hmm. a special day for everybody it yeah. like. and so you um, it sounds like it was a it was a really a wonderful community for you to it really was to. yes and so you were here for a little while and then you took a year and went to Noblesville right. and then came back came back and so just the one year in mm -hmm. Noblesville and um, what led you to making that trek over and back well, first of all, I'd, I remember we hosted the ISMA band contest one year. I never will forget that. That was probably the tiredest. I've seen the number of times you hosted Solanos over at North Central. Um, anyway, this really was quite involved because we had. We had the bands performing in the gymnasium. There's no auditorium, of course, at Rose Hill. Uh, bands performed at high school or at the element high school over here, the elementary. Where you just passed is the elementary now. It was one through twelve. That's where I. Anyway, the bands performed in the gymnasium, and the choirs performed at the Rochelle Christian Church downtown. We had a shuttle bus taking kids back and forth. And uh, anyway, the panel of judges, George Vaught was an Anderson. Uh, I don't remember who the other two were, but anyway, um, I remember one of them, George Vaught, talked to me after the contest was over. And uh, talked to me about the fact that I needed to think about getting moving someplace else, bigger situation. So he encouraged me to do that. So I, I'd been thinking a little bit about it anyway. So I interviewed there and got the job at Noblesville. And I left a much better band at Rochdale. And I inherited at Noseville. Noseville had been very, very strong. In fact, they'd won the state fair. Back in that time, they'd have over 100 bands at state fair. Big, big participation. And Noseville had won it. 
back about five years before I got there. Director of bands was Herb Laswell. Um, it's a real strong program. Anyway, after he left, they went through five directors, four, four directors in five years. And in that time, the band really slipped. And uh, so anyway, we had, I went there and I had two elementary buildings, three elementary buildings, junior high building and high school. I had bands in all, all four of those buildings. Plus I had a high school choir. Plus I had a freshman class of music appreciation. And when I went in there, was hired, they said that they were planning on getting a assistance the next year. So at the end of the year, I went in for the interview and uh, the principal said, well, you've done a fine job, blah, blah, blah. I want you to come back. And I said, well, we're going to have a new, uh, have an assistant. No, we're not going to be able to afford that this year. So in the meantime, the guy that had taken my place here self-destructed and uh, they were letting him go. So the job was open. So I came back and by that time in that year, consolidation uh, became the rule, this law. And I could see the handwriting on the wall that the counties the be a consolidation yeah. in a few years. So I came back and I was glad I did. So that sounds like it was really a, it was good, good, good for you to kind of stretch your, stretch your legs a bit. Right, yeah. It was nice to come back home. Mm -hmm. So when uh, you came back, you, the band had had a tough year, but, but recovered pretty quickly, I assume, and yeah. moved on. So what, what schools ended up consolidating to make North Putnam when it happened? Rochelle, Russellville, and Bainbridge. And it was three or four years for them to build. You saw them building it, and it was coming along, and how, how yeah. did that work? Well, the three, I'm trying to think, 58, 59. I came back here in 59. So 58 and 59, I was at Noblesville. Came back here in the spring of 59. And then North Putnam, North Putnam opened up in 61, I believe. Okay. So there are two more years here. And as soon as I came back, I began, I, when I left, I was teaching vocal and instrumental, both. But when I came back, it was just instrumental because of the consolidation that had already happened. And uh, so they had me, that, that year I went to Russellville and had band there at Russellville and here. I have oh, to do right. it after school. <laughs> so I did that. Um, and I remember yeah, after school. And the next year it was during school. So you were at two, two high schools. Yeah. And I was in the basement of the roast of the Russellville School. And whenever there would be a heavy rain, we'd have to cancel. 
because <laughs> water gets foot deep in the wow. down there. Is that building since gone, or is it being reused? For no, the one when they that was the old building, and there was they built another one right away, and that's when it's now present building. But there's no school at Russellville now. They just gave the town, gave it to the town. Okay. So the community center. That happened maybe 15 years ago. So it had to be very exciting to see them building this new school out oh, yeah. in the country. Yeah. And uh, did you know that you would be the band director? Or oh, yeah. 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 I, in fact, they helped design, design the, the suite. Um, and the first thing is interesting because Mainbridge had a real strong uh, dramatics thespian group. And we had had a strong music program here, a band program here. Mainbridge had a strong vocal program. So one of the first, we in the plans for building, we went an auditorium. So we designed it. That was the very first thing when the school board met, first thing they threw out. And when they, later on, years later, they added a middle school there and a big extensive building program out there. And again, an auditorium was in the plans. They threw it out. So there's still no auditorium? Crazy. Anyway, um, the uh, transition, as I say, they knew I was going to be the band director, and they had a strong lady doing the vocal and instrumental at Bainbridge, so she became the choir director. Okay. And uh, so it was like that. And later on, well, I think about two or three years after we got the new building, we got an assistant. I got an assistant. Okay. It helped greatly because I had the, the three elementary buildings and the middle school and the high school. We had 140 in the high school band. Wow. And how many were in the high school? Uh, about 475, I think. Wow. That's quite a percentage. Yeah, we have a big so percentage. That's awesome. So, um, so the new school was off to a great start, sounds like. When they consolidated it, it went well. Kids all mixed right in and just yeah. took off. Had a, a superintendent was very, had very good ideas. Because I remember the first year before they, before we got started in the new building, the year before, he formed a committee of uh, three or four of us teachers and two or three parents that met, came up with the name of the uh, mascot for the school. I have to ask you. School. Did you uh, plagiarize the Evansville College School song again and no. take it with you? <laughs> <Did> you? <laughs> that was one thing I insisted that we get a, a commercial 
wrote a, a college song that was published so people could buy it, okay. play it, because you go to opposing schools and they wouldn't play our school song because they didn't have it. Yeah. So I farmed it out to a lot of people and gave them copies to schools, close Greencastle, Carlson and so forth. But otherwise, we. So I, anyway, that's when we chose the Minnesota Rouser. Oh, that's our school song. That's our school song. And uh, good. And then the colors, blue and orange. I remember contacting Mark Hensley at Illinois, band director, mm -hmm. and because they had the same colors. And uh, got, if he'd send a, pic, uh, send a uniform to us, he offered to do that, to send us a uniform when we were picking our uniforms out in North Putnam. Wow. And uh, I'd been on the Purdue Band Camp staff for so long, that's another story, but uh, the overlays, I, we had an overlay like they did at Purdue. Okay. But the orange and blue and orange came from Illinois. Sounds like you did your homework. Yeah. You did. So anyway, the transition was, I think because of that, the, uh, and also I had been at Russellville. Um, and then the summer before we started in the fall, we had Bainbridge, Rochelle, Russellville, bands all together and practiced in the summer before we got together. And that helped quite a bit. Well, you mentioned just now, you mentioned the Purdue band camp staff mm -hmm. you were part of. That, the, those camps were really large, large camps. Yes, like IU were. had one, has one still. Ball State had one, Purdue had one. Right. Um, lots of fun memories for oh, you. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, trying to think how I, well, I was there, I was there 27 years at Purdue. And I'm trying to think how all that started. I have a question about Purdue. Um, Bob Slater. Did you know Bob Slater? Oh, yeah. Because he was, of course, North Central's first mm -hmm. band director. So you guys talked together on the camp? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, so did Al Wright reach out to you, or how did you get on the staff? To well, I'm trying to think. I, Carol Copeland and I had, um, I remember going to a ISMA meeting at Bloomington, my first year of teaching. And I had met Carol Copeland. I remember he he introduced how I did he introduce me. This is John Roach from Illinois. <laughs> got me mixed up in the town. Anyway, uh, Carol Copeland and I were had become quite good friends, and uh, of course he lived in Lafayette. And I guess he introduced me to Maxine with fever anyway. So was he at Jefferson High School? Yes, he was Jeff, Jeff High School, yeah. Um, so Lafayette Jefferson did ISMA, the Southern. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know where the North and South is anymore, I don't think. Well, I was trying to think. Um, how the dividing line worked. I know that they met when the... When they split into two, they were one separate organization. 
and they had a meeting in, in Crawfordsville, and Vern Spaulding, uh, Joe Grimmelswalker, Joe Grimmelswalker, who was at Crawfordsville and went to Terre Haute as the director of bands there. Joe Grimmelswalker, George Myers from up in Nosebova country. Anyway, there was some problem that happened there in that meeting, and they split. Okay. And went their separate ways. And uh, I don't know what happened at Coversville, but so Lafayette must have been the must have been the boundary line, I think. From there on north was uh, Nisboba. So, so, so back to the Purdue camp. So, I mean, it was yeah. just a great staff. It sounds like a lot oh, yes, of was, people that were well known. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Um, trying to think of the name of it. I can't remember the name of this small town. You'll appreciate this. It wouldn't be true now, but back then, they, Maxine, I say Maxine, because Al Wright was in charge, but Maxine did all the legwork. Anyway, they put out a brochure, sent it to all over the state to encourage kids to come and they had a picture of me as assistant director in there. And this band director at South Bend, which I can't remember his name, cut it out. He put that picture of me on the envelope and said, Rochelle, Indiana. And I got it. <laughs> so, so the envelope had your picture of Rochelle on the post Postman got it. Oh my. <laughs> That's how small the town was. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, um, yeah, there was a lot of real fine. And the guest conductors that would come in, uh, some of them were service band directors, uh, Gabriel and uh, who was the guy that. Marine Band years ago from Indiana. Oh, um, oh, oh I, shoot! You know, you know who I'm talking about. Dale Harpin. Oh, Dale Harpin. Yeah, Dale right. Harpin. Yeah. Dale Harpin. Yeah, Dale was just—he was there many years. Okay. And he just—he was so awesome with the kids. It was just anyway, and uh, so it was a great, great experience. I wanted to ask you about your time helping with the merger of Bisma with 1S and Ms. Bova. What was that experience like for you? Well, I've often thought of <coughs> thinking back of all the committees I've been on and organizations I've been involved with. All the many opportunities I've had, I guess I've had. That probably was the most invigorating and meaningful and important of anything I've ever done. It was awesome. And I think I've often thought about it. when we're going through it, it was such a difficult time 
because the principles association which we remember the secondary principles association was committed and their intent was to get the money that Isma and Isbova had um, and it was almost to the point of a lawsuit back one of our members encouraged, encouraged us to file a lawsuit against them but never did but at any rate um, committee met numerous times over a period of two years <clears throat> and there were guys like Bob Miller or uh, Dan Bolin, Don Hoffman, should be able to I got a picture of them back in the back, all of them, anyway. Um, so a real committed crew of people. There was, uh, when you think about the difference, there was quite a bit of difference between this Volva policies and ISMA. Um, we required memorization and souls Nisbo did not. Um, we they required drum rudiments, I believe. Or did we no we did. And there was sight reading too, right? Sight reading, yes, sight reading. Who required sight reading? Was it the north or the south? I think it was the north, Nisbow, I believe. Gotcha. I believe I'm right on that. Anyway, there was those major differences that had to be worked out. And it was a give and take situation and there was just absolutely no problems. I mean it just went we decided no memorization and uh, sight reading courses included for instrumental groups, vocal groups too, I guess, but not solos. Um, scales, I think they required scales, I believe, for solos, and we didn't. So those, all those issues were, were worked out. And when it came time to appoint the new uh, director, Bill Fred was on the, was the logical one to use, and I can't imagine him thinking of anyone better. And did they immediately hire a full-time director like yes. he, he did yeah. Blackford? Yeah. yeah. So the first year of events was like a whole new world in a way. Right, it was. And it all went well. Just really smooth. Really smooth. And now after all these years, most of the younger ones don't even know what this bull means. So it sounds like it was just a wonderful experience, though. It really so, was. And did you know Bill Fred very well? Oh, yes, yes. Great respect for him. Yeah, he was... So you knew his band, so as a band director? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
Well, let's go back to, to just a little bit more about North Putnam. You did some lots of wonderful things there, and and you know not not a lot of bands traveled um, early on, and I think mm-hmm. you did some traveling from us. I know that there were the class trips, but you know for the band to go by yeah. themselves, like what yeah, were some class, of your fun memories from trips? Class trips were all at Rochdale, but we took every year the band would take a day trip to uh, sometimes overnight, usually overnight, I guess. Didn't do that every year at Rochdale, but we did every year in North Putnam. But we would, uh, you know, the second year of North Putnam, I think, is when we were selected to uh, go to the Cherry Blossom Parade in Washington, D.C., which was a real, real trip, real honor, and a horrendous experience because I remember we it was early on in April I think May May April April yeah it was April because I remember we practiced getting ready for it in real cold weather one day we went out and all the trombone slides froze and the trumpet valves wouldn't move so the next, so the next day I got, got um, like the antifreeze or something. Antifreeze <laughs> couldn't come up with a no antifreeze. Little bottles and poured a little bottles and had them on the chalk rack and had all the brass players putting the woodwind players didn't. I said, "Don't pay attention to this." All the brass players would put them on the valves or the slides. And I took care of it the next day. We were no problem at all. But I said, now be sure you guys don't inhale. <laughs> um, anyway, when we got to Washington, D.C., it was beautiful, beautiful weather. And I remember the night before the parade, we went to the Wax Museum, came out of the Wax Museum, and it was already sleeting. Ice had already formed on sidewalks and streets. All the cherry blossoms diminished to froze. And the parade route, they had a set up with a, for pictures of the band, tears, like uh, like Bateman does. Yeah. Anyway, the band, right before we got there, Gal fell and broke her leg on the three steps coming down. And you know, we're waiting in line to get started. You know, praise always hurry up and wait. We had over a two hour wait. And my flag cord gal was just about froze to death. Because so those are similar stories to even now. I think people have yeah. similar things, but you were traveling, like, like I said, early on and doing some pretty revolutionary things. And you think you did some Disney trips, maybe? Yeah, we started that early on in at uh, North Putnam, and we every four years would go so that every kid would have an opportunity of during his career of going yeah. to Disney World. That was uh, so lots of great memories there for you too. 
Right. A couple, just a couple more questions here. Is there a colleague that you would say or teacher that really impacted you the most? Chuck Hensey, Charlie Hensey at Butler was a big influence for me. Um, Carol Copeland, I mentioned up at Jeff Lafayette in early, early days. And um, Bill Knapp was a very close friend of mine. And that was, uh, we went through part of grade school and high school and college together. And uh, he was at North Posey, Oakland City, and at Evansville College. He was the director of Okay. And at Evansville College later on. And, uh, so there's some fine, fine teachers. Yeah. And then the fun question, too, is if you, if we had a, like a time machine or something, we could go back and redo an event or a season or a week. Is there one you'd pick to go back and do again? Probably the NBA Honors Band. At Chicago, um, our son played French horn in that, that particular year, and was in the band. And I was this trumpet instructor, and did the auditions and then sectionals. And Bill Ravelli was the director, and that was the only opportunity I was ever had to be around him. And rehearsals and directing it was just such an incredible whew, amazing so I remember one time we were sitting in rehearsal and it was the day of the concert on Saturday morning and there was a trombone solo and I don't remember the name of the number now but if that kid played it once he played it eight times for Ravelli. And the first time he played it was perfect to me. <laughs> and he oh no, blah, 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 and he going over, 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 over. I mean he was such such incredible standards. Wow. And here he had it was just amazing. Remember what year that was, a chance? No, I can't remember the year. I haven't been So your son was in high school though. So yeah, he was in high school. So sometime So would it have been probably the late seventies. Okay. I would guess. Okay. Well, so we're going to go to the fourth quarter. This one's uh, kind of a fun one, too. So we're going to ask you kind of a series of questions that are just simple yes or no answers. Um, and for the sake of our conversation, you're deciding for, for all of us for, for now. So, you know, I, all the bandicers that are doing stuff now, you could just get this. You're making a rule here. You're, you're deciding. So. These will be fun, all right? So you're ready to give us your, your 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 one yes or no or picking between two things answers? We're good. So alto clarinets, got to have them or let's move on and get rid of them. You got clarinet on somebody, you got to have them. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to keep them. Band setup, tubas in the center, or tubes on your right? Center. Center, all right. Um, at contests, should a band be required to play a march? 
Yes. Yes. All right. Pick a composer whose music gets to exist after you answer. Fillmore or King? King. King? All right. You've been told you're going to conduct uh, the pit orchestra for a musical. Do you pick The Music Man or West Side Story? West Side Story. West Side Story. Which composer would you pick between these two? Charles Carter or Frank Erickson? Erickson. Erickson. If you're doing beginning band again, should students start on trumpet or cornet? Trumpet. Trumpet. All right. Bellfront tubas or sousaphones? For marching band. Oh, for marching band. For marching band. I'm glad you mentioned that. Bellfront. Bellfront. Okay. Dogs or cats? <laughs> Dogs. Dogs? Okay. Good. Good. I don't have to leave. Um, last question. Um, you get to pick between Sleigh Ride and Russian Christmas music. Which one gets to still exist? Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride. All right, well, thanks for having us in your house today. It's been a, a real treat for me, so thank you. It's been, been fun. It's been fun. That concludes today's episode of The Real Deal. A special thanks to John for agreeing to talk with me today. The Real Deal is hosted by me, Rick Granlund. This episode was edited and mixed by Connor Granlund. Our theme song is March of the Steel Men, performed by the 2009 Isma State Concert Band Champions, the North Central Wind Ensemble. Thank you for taking time to listen to The Real Deal Podcast today. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RealDealPodIN. And make sure to subscribe for more interviews coming soon.